Good morning, nincompoops. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Shush, shush. I said there wouldn't be any more delays, and there aren't. I'm here, so I don't want to hear it. My wife's plane scheduled to land in North Carolina at the local airport at 10.45, landed an hour and a half away at 12.45. So here I am. I slept in, but she's a doctor, so I have to podcast. The pod must go on. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes, and gambling. I have prepared almost zero seconds for this episode, but you, the people, have guilt-tripped me into doing this. For all of you located in the not-eastern time zone, I hope I can catch you on the way to the work. For those of you located in the eastern time zone, RIP. Okay, let's start with the NBA Finals. No prep. Remember the early days? No prep. The Warriors were up 16 against the Boston Celtics, and thank God that some of these games are good. The, the finals have been great so far. The Warriors were up 16 at, at one point, I believe, but halfway through the second quarter, they go to halftime up 11. Boston cuts it all the way down. They take the lead. Then, as the buzzer on the third quarter, heading into the fourth quarter, some dude, was it Looney? I don't even remember. Hits a like a three-quarter court-ish shot that just banks in. And they never look back. The Warriors end up winning by, I actually don't remember, but double digits. This is a fact-based program. Ten. I was right. Double digits. They win by ten. I told you to bet on the Celtics. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, whoops. Crazy things did happen last night, though, and I wanted to mention one one of the craziest one of the craziest fucking stats I have ever seen in the history of sports. A streak came to an end last night. Steph Curry, in his NBA career, played 233 consecutive games in the playoffs with at least one three point made until last night. And if you thought. That it would be better for the Celtics if Steph was... It, when is he going to have an off game? He had an off game, they win. Huh. That sucks. It is what it is. I'm making love to my coffee. That's what you hear in the background. Do not care. In hockey news, Connor McDavid was caught publicly cheating on his girlfriend. That uh, broke the hockey internet last uh, yesterday, which means that nothing happened. <laughs> um, Ryan Whitney, one of the stars of Spin Chicklets in a... C-minus defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers. He would say that himself, I'm sure. He got caught in Pearson International Airport for customs. So what ended up happening to Ryan Whitney was that he had to... You can In Toronto, apparently, when you're flying from Canada to Toronto, so Canada to Canada to the U.S., you can clear U.S. customs in Toronto. Stupid, I think. Just get it done now, eh? Well, he tried to do that, but the customs line was so long and he had bags checked that he missed his flight, which meant that to book a new flight, he had to go clear Canadian customs to book a flight and then could fly. He was at the airport for like 20-something hours. And then this politician, so Canadians are saying that mask, or not mask mandates, vaccine mandates are why this is happening. Instead of advocating for people getting vaccinated, Ryan Whitney advocated for Canada and vaccine mandates. Canada, of course, is a socialist healthcare country, which means that insurance companies don't pay for stuff. The reason that's important is if insurance companies did pay for stuff like they did in the United States, they can tell unvaccinated people to fuck off. In Canada, they can't because healthcare is a right. So 
That's one of the reasons that the vaccine mandates exist. Regardless, a Canadian politician referenced the spit and chicklets guy, which is a cheap way to score political points, but it is actively hilarious. See if we can bring it up for you. Again, no prep. I'm doing this as I'm talking. The prime minister won't listen to Canadians. He won't listen to the opposition. He won't even listen to the doctors in his own caucus. It took American hockey player Ryan Whitney of Spit and Chicklets fame to light up Twitter to make the government react in classic liberal big announcement, little action fashion. They listened to him once, so maybe they'll do it again. Uh, a lot to unpack here. Um, the most interesting part of this is that they seem most offended by the fact that he's American. <laughs> that an American hockey player, like they play hockey in America. Okay. I found that funny. Again, no prep for today's show. Uh, the Eagles have a wide receiver on their, on, their, uh, on their roster. His name is Devin Allen. He ran the third fastest 110 meter, meter hurdle time in the history of the 110 hurdles. That's fun. Good for you, buddy. Omaha bracket was set last night. I don't actually know who won for sure, but we are going to Google it. Hold on, Google. I want to Google Stanford baseball. I know that Oregon State... I know that Oregon State uh, beat Auburn because the SEC... (laughs) The SEC only has half of the field, and if if, uh, Auburn had won, they would have five-eighths of the field. But alas, it was not to be... But the ESPN or the college football Reddit had an interesting tweet that expanding the college football playoff, if your motivation is to have less SEC dominance, that that might not necessarily be how it turns out. <clears throat> Agree. Current SEC teams in the College World Series include Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Oh no, it is Auburn. Oh, R.I.P. Oregon State. My bad. Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Auburn. Future SEC teams include Texas and Oklahoma. Whatever. Stanford is there. And so is Notre Dame. So some big name schools. There are no Rices or Cal State Fullertons here, buddy. These are huge schools. I mean, Ole Miss is significantly the least popular and smallest fan base of here. And I think on one side of the bracket is like all the big dogs. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure one side of the bracket has like A&M, Texas... Notre Dame and like Oklahoma, right? Let's Google the schedule. See, normally I would prepare this. I don't. I can't. I'm not awake. Okay, so yeah, one side of the bracket: A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Other side of the bracket: Stanford, Auburn, Arkansas, Old Miss. So that's just the SEC West. <laughs> I mean, you put Texas A&M where Stanford is, and it is literally the SEC West. That's that's a that's that's a bummer. That's annoying. I would like the SEC teams to be more split up, just so that we could watch the country get all mad and defensive. But I guess oh, do Texas and Oklahoma do they count? I don't know. I don't give a shit anymore. Conference realignment them in anymore, man. Like it is what it is. So when do we start? First game is going to be Friday, June seventeenth. That'll be Stanford versus Arkansas, followed by Texas versus Notre Dame. Day game, Eastern Standard Time for Stanford versus Arkansas. So you can. Screw around at work and watch some college baseball starting on Friday, and that's on June 17th. The national championship will be 10 days later, June 27th. Well, that'll be game three. So remember, the way this works, and I'll explain it, there are two, 
there's eight teams that are in Omaha right now, but there are two different sides of the bracket. Like the two eight, they're not all interacting. So there are two four-team double elimination tournaments happening right now. So in the brackets, three and zero gets you to the the next round. But you can lose a game, but then you have to win out. In order to be eliminated, you got to lose twice. There's a loser bracket winner, winner one versus loser two. It's really complicated. It's just in baseball they love double elimination tournaments just to make sure that you're serious, and they do that all the way down to little league. I I prefer it. I absolutely prefer it. Uh, there's this place called CWS. It's the Jello Shot Challenge. I'm gonna bring this up on Twitter. This bar apparently does people don't like it because <laughs> the the Jello Shot Challenge is which fan base can drink the most Jello shots. I don't know. This tradition cannot have been going on for very long because LSU does not represent it here. They used to dominate the College World Series, but they haven't been back in a while. So their fans, here's how many jello shots they can have. Michigan, 211. Texas Tech, 152 jello shots. Arkansas, 832. 832. Mississippi State, 236. Auburn, 112. Louisville, 150. Vanderbilt, 145. Florida State, 167. And Mississippi State, 236. I Definitely like this record to get broken by the Ole Miss people. Love it. They're going to have to go fast because I don't know that Ole Miss is going to be there for very long, but that's just me. I love stuff like that. I'm a big fan. <sighs> do I have more stuff for you? Oh, my God, I do. Yes, yeah, so in the game last night, the best player on either team was Andrew Wiggins, the former first overall pick. Andrew Wiggins was the year after... Jabari Parker, so if memory serves, Andrew Wiggins was drafted in 2015. He was was the same draft as the Joel Embiid draft. They were teammates at Kansas, though Embiid was hurt the whole time. Otherwise, they would have won by like a million. So he gets drafted. I forget where he goes. Some team with green. It was either Milwaukee. No, it wasn't Milwaukee. It was uh, Minnesota. And then he just can't do it. He, He just does not have what it takes to be the guy. He just doesn't have it. Some people have it. He didn't. He doesn't. But on a team that's pretty supportive, he can be like the guy when the guy's not the guy. So Steph had a bad night. Andrew Wiggins had a great night. Jason Tatum, years ago, in the year of our Lord, 2012, remember Jason Tatum was the second best player on the court last night behind Andrew Wiggins and is the best player for the Boston Celtics. In 2012, he treated Jabari Parker as better the Andrew Wiggins. Jabari Parker, of course, would be a teammate at Duke. I think I don't know if they were ever teammates, but Jabari Parker was a high-rated draft pick. He was around, might have been in the Wiggins draft actually. I don't think he's around anymore. He's a really good player though. Uh, hilarious, hilarious tweet from Jason Tatum that he said that a for a former future teammate would be better than a guy that just whipped his ass. Yeah, no, that's not how that's gonna go. But it is hilarious. I appreciate it, Jason Tatum. Old takes exposed has so much material. I kind of I worry that he's running out of shit. The Live Tour happened over the weekend. More and more golfers are doing it. Bryson DeChambeau. So Live is a Roman numeral. It means 54, which is how many holes they're playing, which is less than 72. You know? Do you get it? Jack Del Rio fined $100,000 for saying that the... Uh, January 6th thing was a dust-up. He then deleted his Twitter account, and a bunch of former players are calling him out. I also want to point 
something else that happened on Twitter for a former player, a current player, actually. I think he plays for the Rams. This is Bobby Wagner addressing the inflation for gas prices. I thought that what he said uh, was hilarious. Bobby Wagner was on the um, Legion of Boom defenses. He said, "I'm gonna, you know, I'll find it. I can Google it. I know that you're, if you're listening to this, you're a true fan. I should name my fan base. Bobby Wagner. We, we scroll, we scroll. You know what? I can't find it. I'll find it tomorrow. I'll be in the, sh- it'll be in the show tomorrow. See, you people. Yeah. You thought I couldn't do a show just because I didn't go to bed till 3 a.m. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you one iota. I'll be back and I'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) Like, rate, review, subscribe, etc.